I don't want to be a vampire. I'm a day person. Hello and welcome to episode 23 of Nerdstocking. I'm Bill, bringing you another Detours episode, featuring material that wasn't used in other shows, mainly because of Chad's raging Tourette's. While we get him back on his medication, please enjoy this Detours episode of Nerdstocking. You know, speaking of films that need to be incinerated... Yes? Another film that needs to be incinerated is The Grinch That Stole Christmas. Which one? Chuck the, Jones, the, the live, the live. No, that's a that's that's that's, <laughs> that's television a perennial gold, classic. Man. Perennial classic. Talking about with Jim Carrey. Okay, you know I can proudly say I haven't seen it. Although the director is now directing uh, the Han Solo movie. Are you fucking kidding me? It's Ron Howard. Ron Howard. Ron directed. Howard directed Grinch. Yes. No. Yes. Grab your sum of all human knowledge <laughs> and look it up, man. Oh of my course he god. Did. That's why I'm so nervous about the fucking Han Solo film, man. But he also did Gump. He did Apollo 13. Yeah, Ron Howard didn't do Gump. That was Robert Zemeckis. Directed uh, Sounds Forrest almost Gump. the same. <laughs> <laughs> Robert Zemeckis is a great director. Ron Howard is iffy. Wow. Well, that, the Grinch needs to be incinerated. It is unbelievably bad. And at uh, Christmas, it's the we're no longer allowed to watch it. There's no right. my it's kids band. It's a band at the Gendron House. Yeah, it's gone. It's like it right. really is. It is too horrible to watch. <laughs> now, Jim Carrey. Yep. I've always had this sort of, you know, I would say I like him. I yeah, like. He definitely has a weird trajectory in his career. Like I loved right. his old stand-up. He did great impersonations. He did great. He's kind he of would transfer. Yeah, we transform into the people. Physically, you'd yeah. be looking at like Clint Jack Eastwood. Nicholson, yeah. Clint Eastwood. Yeah, and it's unlike someone who just can do the voice, like Rich Little, right? It's like right. he physically would alter, yeah. right? Like yeah. a rubber face. Yeah. Yep. The first film I ever saw him in was Once Bitten, and it was a great movie. I liked it. It was a vampire film. It was kind of funny. Right. Uh, it's. Um, What's her name? Uh, Kathleen Turner? Right. Maybe? Yeah. Uh, anyways, I remember when Ace Ventura came out. Yep. And this was not my kind of film. Like, I liked silly comedies, but it was just too kind of stupid. Right. Well, now, almost 30 years later. Yeah. Um, 30, no, 25 years later, 24 yeah. years later, I think. Yeah. I, I rewatched it with my kids. We're trying to find old movies. And, and while it's it's a little frustrating because so many movies that I watched as a kid yeah. are fucking, they're restricted. Yeah, they're too much. Like Stripes <laughs> was restricted. It's a rated R film. Yeah. What would that be restricted for? Like why? It's the blowjob scene. I don't know. There's a blowjob scene? There's a scene at the beginning with him and Harold Ramos and he's putting the move on these two girls and he's like grabbing her with the spatula. Yeah, I remember that. But yeah. that can't... like That's not restricted. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's language. Was there a lot of language? Maybe. Because they all did. Like, you yeah. know, Meatballs? No, no. Can't watch that. Pirate movie? Again, Meatballs even. It's like, what's in there? Like, I'd have to see it again, I Caddyshack guess. Caddyshack is rated R. Oh, my God. And so all these things that we... That's the changing mores of uh, society. Yeah, Fuck. like, violence, okay. <laughs> sex, not so good. Yeah. And there was a lot of sex in that. It was kind of the... That was their wheelhouse, was doing <laughs> yeah. sexual escapades. Well, I think right? that's the thing about meatballs, too. It's all like, hey, guys, hey, meet me up behind the canoes. And There's a lot of innuendo that, yeah. they, they, back, see, back then, innuendo was, <gasps> now we just fucking show it. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> you see intercourse. But like, I, but so we're struggling to see movies. Like we yeah. saw The Great Outdoors was a great one. Yeah. You know? yeah. Um, so yeah. we thought, okay, well, I, I actually wanted to watch 
Ace Ventura thing. Oh, my kids will like it. They'll see the, the ridiculousness of it. We'll have some fun. Yeah. And I went and looked on Netflix and it wasn't there. Right. And weirdly, a couple of weeks later, it then appeared. <laughs> and they, then, knew, they knew you. And they then knew you were looking for it. It was weird. It was almost like, fuck, and that's what I wished for? <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you wish for a fucking oh, sack of money, man? man. I blew that one. <laughs> and then... And then after we watched that, I was like, okay, well now we can watch. The, there's a second one too, and and they're like, uh, they're like, okay, let's watch it. And I looked, and it wasn't there. And a couple of days later, <laughs> it was there. It was like it's a second movie, sack of money. I movie, lost. It's the movie gods blessing you. <laughs> That's right. I don't Ace Ventura two. I don't know if I've ever seen that. When nature calls. Oh uh, yeah. So we watched yeah. this first Ace Ventura movie, yep. and now enough years have gone by. And I realize that movies like this don't exist anymore. Like right. even the Great Outdoors, when we watched it, you know, John Candy films like uh, Uncle Buck, even like well, the Great Outdoors is a it's dark. It's kind of dark. It's kind of black humor in a certain way. It's just not necessarily that the situations are dark, but the characters are kind of unlikable. You know, I I you know I loved it. I, I found it very enjoyable. <laughs> but there's also a lots of sexual innuendo, and they don't do that in TV or in movies anymore. Right. Sexual innuendo is gone, right? Yeah. They either, you know, strap That's somebody funny. to the table and and peg them, or <laughs> peg, <laughs> you know, or or they just don't do it, right? Yeah. And yeah. so all these like great outdoors, it's all playful little sexual. Hey, you know, yeah. the kids aren't around. Yeah. You know, not thinking that kids are their 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 viewer. Yeah. But with Ace Ventura. They don't really have too much of that in the yeah, first movie. Yeah, there's not a real sexual stuff going oh, on there. There's, there's one scene, right? But so the weird thing is that this is so over the top and ridiculous. They just don't make movies like this anymore. Yeah. Like the, there's no, there's nothing made today. Even like the scary scary movie. Yeah. The satire films. Yeah, those bunch of those. They're not even close to this. This is just like complete nonsense. His, his Ace Ventura character is so over the top right. stupid. Right. And ridiculous. Like nothing exists like this. There's one sex scene in the first movie where they fuck like crazy while all these animals are around watching them and then the monkey's <laughs> hiding his eyes and you know, <laughs> the whole room is shaking. Right. And his yeah. leading lady in the first movie Isn't is Isn't it Courtney, Courtney Cox? Courtney Cox, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then um there was another one where we were watching and Jennifer Aniston was his leading lady. That's in um uh Truman show. No, no, um, that's not her. There was another one anyway with Truman her. Truman Show was a great. That's my favorite Jim Carrey film, probably. We watched one so with great Jennifer Aniston and him. But anyway, so we watched. Maybe it's the second one. Maybe I'm remembering wrong. Maybe. But so in Nature Calls, it's like this one's even worse. It's like there's a girl does a come on to him like, oh, this African um, tribal woman. Wants yep. to wants to hook up with him before she gets married, and he's like, "I'm sorry, I've uh, sworn celibate." Yeah, and then he's off whacking off in the <laughs> in the tent, and then somebody interrupts him, and he's like, "I'm sorry, I'm just um, I'm exercising," <laughs> <laughs> you know. But what I want to say is the first movie, right? While it was actually a lot of fun, yep, it is such a snapshot of such a different time, right? Where the um, the villain in the story, played by um, Who's the who's the woman from uh, Blade Runner? Sean Young. Sean Young plays yeah. the villain, and she plays this uh, right. police captain who turns right. out to be a man who had either a sex change or is just disguised or whatever. But a couple right. of them, including all these uh, you know football celebrities and Jim Carrey, had all kissed her at one point. 
Right. And it's so insensitive in the, especially in the time now where transgender is like a, you know, very big topic of things. And, you know, they're washing their mouth out with soap and, oh my God, I kissed her. Right. Yeah. That's funny. It's a weird. uh, It's pretty insensitive now. I think yeah. that we need to have movies like that made again. I think not, not, not necessarily that, but I mean, yeah. I know what you mean. Like nuttiness. jokes. You have to tell jokes. Yeah. Tell jokes about that. It's like, it's, big- it's super serious now. And you know, if, if I were looking at the, through the perspective of somebody who was transgender and like my, I was trying to transition my gender from one to the other, maybe I might, might not think, Oh, there should be jokes about it, but there really should be because that helps people deal with it, right? Like, well, I didn't really mean it's not really making fun, but I didn't mean that particular. I just mean like, like yeah. silly comedies. No, that's what you I know? mean. There should yeah. be jokes about it. Maybe it points out the ridiculousness of 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 feeling that way, right? Like being okay. thinking that's something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we're getting well, we're getting serious. Here. The, the trans- it's heavy, man. It's but, heavy. But it's. I mean that it's yeah. like. It's a movie for entertainment purposes, yeah. as opposed to you don't need like, to write that much stuff into the it. The comedy is like you right. know, like you have bad moms, and it's like that's the joke. It's just yeah. bad moms. But yeah. the world of the Jim Carrey movie, it's almost like it's why he doesn't work anywhere. Oh, yeah, the, I know. Oh, he Jennifer Aniston was his co-star in Bruce Almighty. Right. 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 Yeah. So yeah. we watched that one too. That's a good film. Um, really good. A little too many religious under overtones. <laughs> well, that's the point of it, I guess. Yeah. It's kind of the point of it. Uh, but it was it was okay. We yeah. watched Evan Almighty first, right? And 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 uh, Evan Almighty is much more preachy. It's it doesn't have that Jim Carrey craziness that gives you kind of license to deal with that kind of stuff. Evan Almighty is very preachy. He's a senator, and like uh, you know, it's very heavy handed. Yeah. Right. And you could say in the humor that. The uh, Ace Ventura and uh, Bruce Almighty are very heavy-handed, but in a in an acceptable way. Maybe just because it's Jim Carrey. He well, it's also they're, de- that shit. they're decreasing though. Like the the nuttiness that is in Ace Ventura, <laughs> like is not anywhere near as nutty in Bruce Almighty. Oh, it's got then, a great scene with Steve Carell where he's uh, controlling yeah. the uh, <laughs> announcer. <laughs> make him and that, but that's just good comedy. Right? That comedy you you might see today, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. But they well look at the Anchorman films. They're yeah, great. exactly. They're maybe the only good modern. Uh, they're still great. Right? I loved Anchorman two. Anchorman one, <laughs> I was just I don't know. <laughs> just think of Anchorman two, I laugh the crazy fucking scene. <laughs> the fight at the end. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just always remember the guys in the Winnebago, right? And they're driving us Winnebago, and the guy, everyone's all sitting around talking, and it's like. It's got a trunk full of bowling balls. And go, what is all you go? <laughs> what do you have so many bowling balls? And then it's like an aquarium full of piranha or something or scorpions. Like, what's why do you have this many scorpions? You go, oh, that's a story. And then they get an accident and it all gets spread around. <laughs> bowling balls go that's flying right. and the scorpions start biting people. And it's set up. It's a great. Those are great films, like great comedies. But they, like you say, they don't even Anchorman. Those are quite a few years ago. Yeah. It's like we're losing our sense of humor. It's almost like Trump is such a joke. Why make fun? Yeah. Right? There might be that kind of attitude. Because it's more like horror now. And these emails are very bad for you, Hillary. That's why I never, ever use email. It's too risky. Instead, I use a very private, very secure site (laughs) where one can write whatever they want to and no one will read it. It's called Twitter. (laughs) 
Mr. Trump, everyone can see your tweets. Really? <laughs> and I'm still in this thing? <laughs> America, you must really hate this lady. Uh, and they do. Well, I think that, uh, you know, along with the monster movies, there was also like a Vietnam craze. There was uh, Star Trek. Star Trek got gradually worse as the movies came out. Then Next Generation was a great show. But then they threw Deep Space Nine at us and Voyager at us, and they just kept throwing shit, hoping something would be as good and nothing was. You know, and it was just, but it was capitalizing on a popularity. And at some point, it kind of hits critical mass and, and Star Trek fizzled. That's yeah. true. Right? That's true. Although mm-hmm. although you could look at it as being that is one property that, you know, was oversaturated and then needed to take a break. Whereas I th- when I look at the comic book movie landscape, it is diverse enough that maybe that's not the same thing. Because, uh, again, I mean, it was one producer, uh, uh, Rick Berman, who was see- overseeing The Next Generation, Deep Space Nine, Voyager, and then Enterprise. That sort of led to that. Okay, we've had enough of Star Trek. With yeah. well, like wait. James Bond. James Bond. Never. Bond. You can never have enough James Bond. No, but it it it, it comes it, and goes it, in popularity. Yes. There's yes, definitely. And they kept just kind of beating a dead horse in the Daniel Craig era. It seems so promising. The reinvention in the in Casino Royale. I agree. And it yeah. it in its short span of a series, it went the way of the dodo. Yeah. Like it was, it was, it went from great to an absolute, what I think Spectre was a complete turd pile. I don't think it was right? a turd pile, but it was close to a turd pile. But you're wrong because it's a turd pile. It's not, it's not quite a turd it pile. It says so right here it's on a, this piece of half, paper. It's a half turd squeeze pile. out. It's a half squeeze out. Um, no, it's one of those constipated ones that just doesn't want to go. Yeah. <laughs> just there. Can I say that where I think they went wrong with, with the recent James Bond films is the script? The f- well, yes, but the fact that they were trying to outdo the Jason Bourne movies. They're trying to make Bond <laughs> relevant and and like Jason Bourne, and that's not Bourne. emulating the thing, emulating them exactly. Yeah, so don't do that. Do your own thing. And the Bourne movies were good, but I never thought James Bond while I was watching them. I no, thought no, they're totally Jason different. Bourne, right? Yeah. Yeah. I thought more clear and present danger. Yeah, and yeah. Those movies, Clancy-ish. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I am almost nostalgic for the Pierce Brosnan Golden Eye and Tomorrow Never Dies. Yeah. I really liked. Because those were still Bond movies. There was out-of-control villains with crazy maniacal plans with fantastic layers and, and technology. Right. And that's what I want to see in a Bond film. Well, I yeah. think that they, those films could have been saved if their locales weren't fucking England. <laughs> Why? Because England is... And it, and it was shown at its worst, its grayest. It's black and, you know, what do you know. call it? Uh, brackish. <laughs> the fact is, is that, you know, James Bond films are beautiful in sunny, gorgeous places with gorgeous people. That's a good point. So and when it, you think about Dr. No, they immediately moved to the Bahamas. Yeah. And bingo, you know, underneath the mango tree plays and Earth yeah. Landris and you're, you're interested. And Casino Royale had that. Sure. It yeah, had, yeah, had them down point. in the Bahamas or Jamaica or wherever they were. Uh, they had them in, in uh, Monaco. And it's like, yeah, this is where Bond is supposed to be. This is where he thrives. I agree. And we get to see sunny, beautiful locations while all this cool stuff is happening. And he can move around. He could go to England and, and be in the bleak for a while. But those, the Spectre one and the, um, the Skyfall was, fuck, it was just like, huh. hey, can we give you a little bit more? Like, it may as well have been a Zack Snyder film without the color. I, I, I kind of agree with you. Uh. He's decided to close down the double O program with immediate effect. You don't know what you're doing. It's not personal. It's the future. And 
You're a cocky little bastard, aren't you? <laughs> I'll take that as a compliment. I wouldn't. Uh, we have Captain Marvel coming up. Yeah. And again, like we have the Captain Marvel character. It's funny we haven't seen anything from Captain Marvel. When is that released? 18? Who knows? Yeah, it's 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 still... It must be far in the... Far flung because we haven't seen anything. From I think we're, there's so much going on this year that uh, they can't maybe. talk about next year. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, you know? Exactly. It's like crazy. <laughs> but Captain Marvel, yeah. she there, there was Captain Marvel who was a guy. Yep. And That's then, a guy. I remember Shazam. Right. No, no, different Captain Marvel. So Shazam is is that he's also Captain Marvel. Shazam. But Fawcett and DC went to court. Right. About Captain Marvel. Yep. And DC won. They proved that he was. Shazam was too much like Superman. Oh, so then they got interesting because they were basically the same character, yeah, with a completely different backstory. I don't even know how they won that. Yeah, so Fawcett lost. So maybe the just his ability, the abilities he could do, he could fly and kind of look like. Well, him. even in the DC Had world, the curl. He is face. just as strong as Superman, right? You know the the funny thing is that DC used to have a logo of, that said DC, and they were sued by, I think, a shoe company. Who had the had a similar DC yeah DC shoes. yeah, and they <laughs> lost, and that's why DC changed their logo, <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> which is hilarious. Well, that's easy to do. Yeah, yeah I know, but should. still, it's like you come up with a thousand ideas for that, right? But going into the space thing, going with Captain Marvel, like kept like the new Captain Marvel, she was called Miss Marvel. She you know worked with the original Captain Marvel. I think they'll probably skip all of that storyline. I don't know how they're gonna create her origin, but um. You know, she's going to be an amazing character. Can you run? I'm interested in this. Can you run through her origin? Yeah. So Captain Marvel, the original one, comes to Earth. He's a Kree warrior. Yep. And he uh, he's a Kree warrior, like an Indian. Kree? No, it's Kree. K- oh, don't, don't be mistaken for natives. He's a <laughs> Kree with a K. Aboriginal. So, um, yeah. you know, not too long before, luckily, before they announced uh, the Captain Marvel film with, um, they uh, mentioned Danvers. the Kree in. Guardians of the Galaxy. I think so. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. Because um, Ronan is a Cree. Oh, right? right. There's blue Cree and there's white Cree. Right. Right. So Captain Marvel was one of the white Cree, and there was also blue ones. Right. So I, I bought the whole series, and the, you know I have all the Captain Marvels, and they're really pretty great. They start strong and they end kind of weird, and then Jim Starlin starts writing them, and they get weirder, and that's a lot of the stuff that we're seeing is inspired by him. Right. And uh, so the the story is is that Captain Marvel in the head of security at at you know um, it's NASA but it's in Florida. Where do they lift the rockets from? Oh, Canaveral, Cape Canaveral. Cape Canaveral, yeah. So Cape Canaveral, the head of security is Carol Danvers. Okay, uh, which like- is also very very uh, forward thinking, having a woman as chief of security. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's like Tasha there. Yar. Yeah. Um, there was another Danvers. What were you going to say? I was going to say, the, I thought always thought Carol Danvers was a lawyer. No. So Shows she, what I know. Yeah. There was another Danvers somewhere else. I can, I'm drawing a blank of where she is. It might be in D.C. But anyway, so... What was the name of She-Hulk? That's not Danvers. Mm. It's somewhere in D.C. I think there's a Danvers. All right. So anyway, so there was an explosion of this Cree device. Yep. And so... A few years later, they went back to that story and said that when Captain Marvel saved Carol Danvers from this explosion, she was actually irradiated yep. with powers from this box. Okay. But it was sort of like, you know, they kind of like 
they do that in comics where they go and they say, you know, you didn't see it, but actually this is what happened. Okay. And yeah. so she was an, an, an embedded or uh, Im, imbued or whatever with yeah. special creep Inundated. powers. And so she, you know, they, they didn't know what to do with her. So they created Miss Marvel. Yep. And she had a costume that looked like Captain Marvel's. And they, it was all like feminism. And she ran a ma- magazine by day. It's a Gloria Steinem. Yeah. So Miss, yeah. Miss Magazine, right? Ah, exactly. So it was yeah. all this kind of, yeah. it was that time. And the cha- the character changed off and on here and there because there were so many problems with it as a character, right? Yeah. Because she was living, she was also like switching off and becoming like Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, becoming the Cree warrior as the hero. And then she'd go back to being the reporter woman right. with a different personality. That's kind of a weird thing you can't really jive. No, it, n- it never really worked. And yeah. so then by the end of the Miss Marvel, then they created a, a, years later a, a new Miss Marvel she became totally badass. She's uh, in the current Marvel universe. She is as strong as Hulk. Right. She's as powerful as him. And so when they talk about heavy hitters, she's one of them. Right. And then they were smart and they changed her name to Captain Marvel. Right. So they don't really talk about the original Captain Marvel who died of cancer in the comic. Okay. He had a very tragic death. It was the first time they really dealt with any of that. Right. Um. But now Carol Danvers, Captain Marvel, is like, she's one, and the writing was so good, the comic was one of the best things that Marvel was producing. Mm. So when they, people started saying, well, where are the, where are the women? This was the best thing they could have done, was create this one. And so she's going to tie in with Guardians, because it's that whole, that whole world of the Kree. Right. And the, I don't know if they're going to get into the Skrulls, because they might not have the license for Skrulls. Right. Because they're, um, even though the Kree and the Skrullers are always at war, yep. but the Skrulls kind of belong to Fantastic Four. Right. Yeah. So they might There's not always get them. Fantastic Four and X-Men, they kind of sold rights. Well, they lost, they gave them yeah. up, right? Yeah. So they sold, so yeah. X-Men things are off over here, and yeah. Marvel doesn't have control of them. And Fantastic Four is over there, and they don't have control. It's like Spider-Man is the future. Right where Sony has Spider Man, but they're gonna lend him. Yeah, because they've done such a shit job. And now look, they mm-hmm. lend him to to Civil War. It was a great, excuse me, great addition. Yeah, Marvel is not lending Iron Man to the to the Spider Man film. Yeah, and it's gonna be a great addition. And <laughs> Spider Man's gonna be like yeah. part of this world. Yeah. It's like follow the money. Yeah, you know where's the money? Don't be so stubborn. Yeah, you know, follow the money. But. Um, <laughs> You know, going this whole route has brought in all these other, you know, because it was all very acid trip. A lot of the the space stuff that started happening in the 70s at Marvel that um, Captain Marvel was attached to. And that wraps it up for another Detours episode of Nerdstocking. Remember to rate and subscribe to our show wherever you're listening to it. If you'd like to reach us for any reason, perhaps to recommend some treatment for Chad's unfortunate condition, you can send email to nerds at nerdstocking.com or send a message through our Twitter, which is NerdstockingPod. We also have a presence on Facebook and Instagram, and you can search for Nerdstocking, one word, on both of those platforms. Finally, you can find our YouTube channel by entering Nerdstocking Channel in their search field. There you'll find all of our crazy video hijinks. Thanks for listening, and good night. Kids today, so desensitized by movies and television. What do you want?